Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, or maybe somebody else steps into the mix, we'll tell you about them next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I am a national scout over with the Draft Network as well as the host of the Locked On Clemson Football Podcast. Guys, Happy Wednesday, and thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Thank you for being our every dayers. But I got to kick it over, got to kick the intro over to my guy, my partner in crime, my brother, Mr. LSU, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man, in 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers, man. But you know why we're here, right? Myself, Damian Parsons, we are here to bring you that championship-level contest around the NFL Draft 24-7, 365, man. You know where to come every single day for your NFL Draft content. We talk college football. We talk NFL. We do it all. But DP talking about do it all, man. We got up-to-date information, right? Uh, we watched the game. Obviously, everyone knows Nick Chubb is out for the year. DP's out for the year. Bad knee injury. But the Cleveland Browns had playoff expectations, right? They had um, they had Super Bowl expectations. They had AFC comp- to be competitors, right, to be competitive in the AFC. So they can't stop here. So we're going to start with Nick Chubb's replacement. Then we're going to do the Dame's Duel segment where I put Dame on a hot spot. And then we're going to go into uh, Coach K's key thoughts. And uh, Shoutdown fans, y'all might want to stay around for this one. But, DP, before we get started, man, let's kick them off with our title sponsor. Today's episode of Locked On NFL Drive is brought to you by Prize Picks. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Losing Nick Chubb, Keith, that the injury, you know, prayers up and, you know, for, for Nick Chubb, you know, a, a, a strong recovery for him, man. Yes. Second bad knee injury form. And that, that knee just didn't – it went ways that it shouldn't have gone, Keith. You know what I mean? And so now you lose your best player, right, your most important player, right? I know they say, you know, quarterback, but Nick Chubb is the engine of that offense. Nick Chubb's now special. what do you do, right, yep. if you're the Cleveland Browns? And he's Jerome Ford, you know, running back out of Cincinnati, uh, who, who we watched, you know, coming out of college. He filled in admirably. I think he had over 100 yards, like 100, yeah, 708 yep. yards. Um, you know, and, and the speed is the difference, right? He's not the physical, powerful runner. He doesn't have the footwork, patience, and nuance of toting the rock like a like a like a Nick Chubb. But he has the speed. I think it was one play. I think it was in the fourth quarter, Keith, where uh, I can't remember if it was it was someone from the front seven for the Steelers. They created quick penetration, quick surge into the backfield, and basically made him bounce it out, right? And, and he went. He lost like five to six yards, and then he turned. He squared those shoulders up feel and took off and i was like this should not have happened but when you have his type of speed and burst you can do things like that right run through some arm tackles and and things of that nature so when i look at it keith the question is can he 
can he be RB1 for this offense? I don't know if he can. Yeah, I, so if, if it's RB1, you know exactly what the complimentary piece is, right? And and I, I look at it very similar, DP, to where with Tony Pollard, right, with the Dallas Cowboys, like Tony Pollard being RB1 because he's the speed, he's the, he's the slasher, he's the gasher, right? But when they had Ezekiel Elliott, the Cowboys, right, you still had that kind of ground and pound, that in-between the tackles type guy. So I do think Jerome Ford – can play a significant role, right? But the question is, because his stature is not very big, I think he's listed at 5'9"-ish, and he was somewhere around 200 pounds, right, throughout the draft process. So he's not a very big guy, DP. That wasn't his game even when he was at Cincinnati, right? Like, that that wasn't right. his, his go-to thing. So I think it's it's his role to be the slasher, the gasher, uh, to be that explosive, you know, to bring those explosive plays potentially. But – they're going to have to bring somebody in. And DP, speaking of bringing people in, right, I, I, I have a list that I, I uh, compiled, you know, before the podcast. I was going through them like, okay, let me figure out a couple names to bring up, right, which are, I, I want to say young guys, obviously guys that were just drafted, but, you know, just realistic options, right? I'm not saying they're going to take uh, B. John Robinson from the Falcons, right? Like we're talking realistic right. options that you potentially have something there that maybe other teams aren't doing anything with. Boom. We talked about this time and time again, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But Israel Bandicano with the New York Jets, right? You got Delvin Cook. You got Michael Carter. You got Brees Hall. Like, just let, let, let my guy go. Let him go somewhere, right? <laughs> Secondly, DP, Ty Davis Price, right, with the 49ers. They drafted him in the third round in the 2022 draft, and he just hasn't seen a lot of, a lot of reps, right? And we know what this is going to be. This is going to be the Christian McCaffrey show, right? Like Ty Davis Price, he may get some, some snaps when you get in the middle of the season and they start trying to uh, rest Christian McCaffrey, you know, try to get him you know, try to get him some rest and things like that. Uh, but he hasn't seen the workload that you would expect from a third-round pick. And I like it because of the complimentary piece because Ty Davis Price is – he can play at that 215, 220. He's a guy that's going to try to run through your face, right? And he's – and also – he can play in a power scheme like this Cleveland Browns offense has, right? Like the, the, that offensive line, get movement, hit the hole. Like I remember his, his biggest game, I think when he broke the LSU rushing record, right? That was counter plays, but it was him getting downhill. And then now you get that size and that speed and you get it going north and south and he can kind of work from there. Um, that I had Ty Davis Price. And then I have one other name. I don't know if you want to jump in real quick. We have a comment about either one of those guys. I got one other team. I think both are, are, are good options, right? And I think, you know, like you said, tidy of his price will bring that downhill physicality that you're going to miss with, with Nick Chubb, right? And I think if you were to try and make that trade, and, and you should be able to get him for a late, late round pick because this, the Niners aren't using them, that you pair him with the Jerome Ford, and now you have a nice little one-two punch of young running backs that don't have wear and tear on their bodies. And so, DP, another reason I, I pick the young running backs is because if you're a general manager, you just don't know with Nick Chubb, right? Like this is not a you, you know, like it, it's not a it's not a sprained ankle, right? It's not an elbow injury. You do not know how that knee is going to repair, and it's the I believe it's the same exact knee that he messed up at University of Georgia. And I'm by no means writing Nick Chubb off, right? It's just that you like Nick Chubb has a do to get as healthy has a job to do to get as healthy as possible as he can. And then the Cleveland Browns front office, they have a job to do to try to figure out this running back position moving forward. So um, I, I want to see Nick Chubb play again. Like I say, top two, top three running back 
in the NFL. I could watch all 30 carries um, of him. But DP, I said I had one more team. Go to the Northwest. Call Pete Carroll. Say, Pete, you got three of them, man. You got three running backs. You got Kenneth Walker, right? You have Kenny McIntosh, and you have Zach Charbonnet. All these guys, are, they have to be under what? Under 22, under 23, because you drafted them in the last two years, right? Kenneth Walker was 2022, mm-hmm. and then um, – Kenny McIntosh and Zach Charbonnet were both 2023 prospects, and I get it, you drafted them, but like, can you get up off of one of them, right? Like, like let me have one of those guys, man. I can definitely use them. So that was my three teams, DP, and my situations that I thought about. I thought about Nick Chubb. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I'll throw in DJ Dallas as well. You know, what I mean, it's being like the veteran in that room that you probably can, you probably can pry him away before you can, pry, you know, before you can get Charbonnet or Kenneth Walker. <laughs> but I think the 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 of course the elephant in the room. I think we all can kind of point to Kareem Hunt. You know, he yeah. spent you know a couple years there, and you know he he backed up. You know him and and Chubb were arguably the best running back duo. Not even arguably, they were the best running back duo when both were healthy in the league. And they, they mesh well together. And I think Kareem Hunt bringing that pass catching ability. He does have you know uh, decent speed even at this stage of his career. But that physicality between tackles uh, and contact balance and all those things, along with Jerome Ford's big playability, I think you could still have a really solid run game. Yeah, and I, I don't think Kareem Hunt's departure right was was a bad departure. He, he wanted more money. But then the Browns also like mm, we got Nick Chubb, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, and, and, and it was just one of those things. Oh, I need more snap share. I need something, right? But you just had the top two running back in front of him, right? It's it's a it's an issue that's a great issue to have, but it's also an issue that the Cleveland Browns kind of created, right? Bringing in both of those guys um, in that situation. So I I, I think if you ask me, because he knows the offense already, right? He knows everything. He knows the people. He knows the city. He like that to me. That that's probably the easiest. And if I'm the GM, that's the most likely. But like I said, you definitely take a look at those young guys too, because some of those young guys can ball. They're just in they're in loaded running back rooms, right? And they just not going to see the field as much. But DP, let's keep this thing going. Let's keep it flowing, man. And we have one of my favorite segments, right? My name not on it, but it's one of my favorite segments. And that is Dame's dude, because I get to put DP on a hot seat, ask him what college prospects are he feeling. Are they are they part of Dame's dude? Do they get in the club or is Dame kicking them out the club? So coming up next, man, one of my favorite segments, Dame Dudes. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the week. Ravens rookie wide receiver Zay Flowers had a fine debut in week one before a more modest week two. But Flowers will go into full bloom while cruising to a big game on a weak Colts secondary at home in week three. Flowers will be schemed open as well as Baltimore's new look passing game continues to find more life with Lamar Jackson, Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. Guys, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, uh, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit is guaranteed 
to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. You can't beat that, guys. So, plus, when you look at the prices, the prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. All right? You're burning rubber, not cash. So you think about whatever parts you need. If you need to get anything for your vehicle, right, and you don't want to have to break the bank for it, check out eBay Motors. They're going to take care of you time and time again. And you, like I said, if it does not fit, right, if it doesn't fit, you get your money back. And that's a guarantee. I just don't want to miss if it's me. I just can't miss on that. So keep your ride or die alive at eBay at eBay.com slash motors. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, Keith, I'm in the hot seat. I'm ready for these options, right? I'm ready to pass out whether they get the stamp or they got to get out of line. So let's open it up with Dame's dudes. Who's up next? DP, we're going to start this off. And I, and I think I know the answer. We just never talked about this. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. But LSU wide receiver Malik Neighbors. Dame's dude or not. I just We, we had to make sure, right? He, he, he's, putting, he's putting it out there. I had to make sure. Oh, yeah. Malik Neighbors is absolutely getting in the club, man. It, it, I, I really like, you know, I told you, man, I watched this tape over the summer. I said, Keith. Y'all got another one. Like LSU has another one. Like this kid is explosive. He's dynamic, man. Ball skills, the toughness, the strength, uh, the 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 grit he plays with, right? Like he brings a lot to the to the game. And I think he's a good route runner, but I think he could be even better in terms of how he sells and stems routes and different things like that, man. So for me, Keith, when I look at this thing, I'm like, oh yeah. Malik neighbors, oh, he's in the club, baby. He got he got a reserve spot. Up in Dame's dudes, he's in he's in the club. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's keep this thing rolling, man. I'm gonna go with Texas wide receiver Xavier Worthy, Mister Explosiveness himself, right? But that Alabama game, you've seen every aspect of Xavier Worthy, right? Because you've seen the drops, but then you also seen the big plays. You've seen explosiveness. So DP, I just where do you stand with that, right? A wide receiver who may not have short hands, but it's probably the most explosive wide receiver in this draft. So where are you with Xavier Worthy? Is he a Dame's dude or not? Xavier Worthy is a Dame's dude. I, I really like Xavier Worthy, Keith, and, and I like him in a, you know, wide receiver two, wide, you know, type of role. Like, just he's not going to be my wide receiver one in the NFL, right? Like, if you're telling me, well, DP, you, you the coach and the GM drafts him as your wide receiver one, I'm be like, all right, you know. I got I got to wash the stamp off. Like I can't give him the stamp no more. You know what I mean? Because I don't want him in that in that role. But I do think that he like the the speed, the big playability. Uh, he's a really good route runner too. Really talented route runner. Talking about change of direction, pacing, tempo, nuance, knowing how to set guys up. He does all those things well. But like you said, the drops, the drops have to. He's got to fix those, man. You know, it, whether it's a concentration thing or if you say okay. Maybe he just doesn't like physicality. Whatever it is, you gotta you gotta fix that, right? Is he gonna give you high level moments like Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, or is he gonna be someone that you gotta fear about injuries like a KJ Hamler? That's gonna be the main the, the spectrum that I think he could he has to fall into. You want to be closer to Marquise Brown than KJ Hamler right now, but he is a dames dude. I do I really like uh you know Xavier Worthy's game. Yeah, it's it's tough with Xavier Worthy, and I don't want to get into the draft profile of him, but and we'll dive into this really, you know, once the college football season and we really turn it up with the NFL draft stuff, right? And it's just the profile of smaller wide receivers that explosive, right? Those thin 165-pound wide receivers. And, you know, I'll go through and look at it and like, is that 
good return on investment, right? And that's why you talked about the first round conversation versus later on in the draft. DP, let's keep rolling, right? Um, JJ McCarthy from the Michigan Wolverines. Is he a dame's dude or not? <clears throat> no, JJ has the potential to be a dame's dude, but I just need to see him like the consistency, and I need to see him in the big games. Where he, the where the load is on the like the, the weight is on his shoulders, right? Uh, I love what I saw from him bouncing back after I think did he throw two pick sixes against TCU? I know he threw one, but I, I you know I can't remember. One, if he, I think it was one, just one to the linebacker. I feel like it was yeah. one to the linebacker. So like he bounced back after that, right? But I just need to see him in those big moments, right? Going up against Ohio State this year, right? What can what are you going to be able to do if your defense gives up big points to? Uh, Ohio State, and they stop you, and they're able to slow down your run game. Can you physically drop back 30, 40 times and win with your arm, right? I, I want to see that. I think his arm is good. I think there's, you know, I think he needs to work on his lower body mechanics and stuff, you know, in terms of not overstriding and messing up with his ball placement, different things like that, and loading the back foot, you know, keeping the core tight and rotating. Like, you, want, you I just want to see more from him before I can give him that label. I like his potential. Uh, I don't think I don't view him as a guy that could be a elite level quarterback, but I think he could be a really good one at the next level. Yeah, it's just with him. There's so much variance in what you could get. Right, you don't know if you're you're getting like high level quarterback play. You don't know if you're getting a version of Ryan Tannehill coming out of college. Right, the guy that was really athletic. You know, because Ryan Tannehill played wide receiver in college, and mm -hmm. you know stood at six three ish and had a good arm. You know, you oh. just don't. Wait, what you say? I, I I I forgot. I had to, I had a I had a comp for him after watching him over the summer. Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Oh, DP, you shouldn't have said that. Don't say I that. Matt Corral. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I walked out. Of, I walked out of that that situation, that film session. I was like, I don't I don't like that comp. Like you know, but it fit. It yeah. Fit. I didn't like it, but it. Fit. <laughs> oh man, so, you heard me. Now. Yeah, you heard Matt me Corral now. was the summertime comp that I had for him. Now let's see if he can uh he can play at a high enough level throughout the rest of the season. And say yeah. I ain't Matt Corral, DP. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Let's 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 see. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. I haven't watched right. in, like a whole lot of JJ McCarthy. I've gotten my eyes on him though, but I I know how I felt out of how I felt about Matt Corral coming out of Ole Miss. Uh, DP, last one, right? The, the, the fourth guy. And listen, this is the thing about Dame's dudes, right? Like the club, you know, you get in a club, right? And if you do something wrong, it's 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 a club, right? You get kicked out, right? Kicked and out. and um and and Jeff Sims, you know, he he got you know politely removed. Was that last week? I think last week he got politely removed yeah, yeah, he's from out. the club. So I got another guy that I think was in the club, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying to see like if you're gonna go tap him on the shoulder and tell him it's time to go. That is quarterback from Tennessee, Joe Milton. Oh yeah, Joe's out. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. You, I um, thought I, I thought you was gonna pause a little bit more than that, DP. I thought you nah, was. Joe. You know, I, I I don't know what's going on over there in Tennessee, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. Uh, that that <laughs> that offense is is so. Hendon Hooker looked like a first round pick in that offense last year, man. I, he did. He was rolling. Joe's still was struggling strong. with like ball with, with the ball speed and being a multi-speed pitcher, not just having the rocket 105 miles per hour, you know, fastball. Like he's not, he still needs to develop that slider, that change up, that curve ball. He needs to to, to 
develop those things. And I don't see it right now. Um, and he just has not looked great. Like the arm talent is outstanding. Arm talent is the best in college football. I truly believe that, right? 6'5", 240, 250, athletic kid. But you got to play better. You got to play better, especially in this type of offense. Brew McCoy, Squirrel White. The list goes on to the receiver. He's not in the club right now. Okay, he got he got he got slid up out of there, man. That's back to back weeks, man. Two quarterbacks, uh, they they took L's, and I I I agree with you. I watched that 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 Saturday night game against Florida, right? And and I do think Florida has a a better than what people think secondary, like oh, not their offense. The offense is exactly if you think Florida, Billy Napier, and a Wisconsin quarterback, right? Like it, like that's exactly how the offense looks. Like if you just combine all of those qualities and do it into one situation. That's exactly what the offense looks like. Oh, uh, but the defense pretty good. At, and Joe, like I, I agree with you, DP. It's the it's gonna be the the nuances for him, right? Because it's it's one thing to just drop back and say, hey, I got free runners, drop that thing sixty yards. But even just like the the quick screens and you know what I'm saying, those bubble screens and where to where to place the ball and stuff like that. All of that matters when you're talking about giving the wide receiver momentum so he can head upfield and stuff like that. So um, I agree that was a shaky performance for Joe Milton, but you know there are there are bigger games, right? And just because you got kicked out, you could potentially come back next week. We'll see how that goes. But that wraps up this week's version of Dames Dude. Coming up next, yeah, you're getting a double dose of how we feel today, right? It's Coach K's key thoughts. As I say, if I slow it down, I can see it right. If I say it fast, I'm going to get it all wrong. But coming up next is Coach K's key thoughts. This episode of Locked On NFL Draft is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers, okay? Prize Picks is simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prospects the number one daily fantasy sports app around, okay? And not only that, guys, this week on Prospects, I am going with Lamar Jackson over 220 and a half passing yards and Brock Purdy for over one and a half passing touchdowns this week in the NFL. So go to prospects.com slash locked on NFL or use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prospects.com slash locked on NFL or use the promo code locked on NFL. All right, Coach K, it's time to tell the family what your key thought is right now. Let us know what it is so we can go ahead and have this discussion. DP, it's, it's, it's been on my heart. I was nervous about it coming into the season. A lot of people were optimistic. A lot of people were saying potential MVP. A lot of people were making comparisons to somebody that made it to the Super Bowl. All the while, DP, I was nervous. I was quietly nervous, but I was nervous, DP. And my nervousness is projecting itself forward, right? It's, it's here. It's here. And that is the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. It ain't working. It's not working. It is not working at all. So my thought is somebody got to go. Somebody got to go. If I'm the Chicago Bears and uh, DP, I don't know the other way to put that. Somebody has to go. The Chicago Bears, DP, historically, you have not developed quarterbacks, right? But that's no fault, right? Like I, I can't hold head coaches of the past, right, to what's going on now. But right. it just it, that's not a good look, right? It's just like, man, this is the one time that we've had this super – you say uber talented player, and we can't get it right. But 
going to break this down for you, DP. The general manager, <clears throat> you have Justin Fields, right? You hire a defensive-minded head coach for what, right? Because a defensive-minded head coach is going to he, – he has a background in defense, right? Like he was a good defense coordinator. That's why somebody wanted him to be a head coaching candidate, and that's why you hired him. If you have this type of sit like this type of quarterback in Chicago, like it's just awareness part, right? It's like this should be the one time where we say we cannot get this wrong. You know, like we cannot get this wrong. So from the very beginning, it should have been an offensive-minded head coach. And I know they had that with um, was it Matt Nagy, right? I think with Matt Nagy. No, I'm what am I saying, Matt Nagy? Is it was was it Matt? Mm-hmm. I'm it thinking Jim Nagy. Nagy. That's why I was thinking I was yeah. sitting around thinking, thinking yeah, of Jim Nagy. Nagy. But you had Matt Nagy, and obviously that was not good either. But I think you should take another swing at an offensive-minded guy. And I'm going to bring up one name. And people got critical of him, but I didn't care. You want to know why? Because he produced pro bowlers, right? And that was Greg Roman, right? Why not just go get him and get Justin Fields comfortable, right? Like Baltimore, you don't want him anymore? That's fine. We just need competent quarterback play. Justin Fields is probably, from an athletic perspective, DP, he's a top three, right? Like it may be Lamar Jackson – and then him, if I'm thinking about every quarterback in the NFL properly, because he, he's more explosive than Jalen. AR Hurt. probably. Yeah, AR now. Yeah, AR now. Yeah. Right? Or I'm going to find who is the QB coach or, or, or Nick Sirianni, right? Whatever, whoever's doing something with that situation, I'm going to get that also, right? Like I'm bringing that in. But they, they not only with Matt Eberflus, but then the offensive coordinator. And it's just the whole situation it just doesn't look right. Like, and, and this is a guy that the quarterback, Justin Fields, I've known him since high school, DP. Like, he's always been a high-level thinker. He's always been extremely intelligent, has really good family. Like, so when you see stuff and people breaking out film and it's like he's not pulling the trigger here. Like, this guy's been playing high-level football his entire life. He, like, he, he doesn't know not to throw it to a wide-open player, right? He's been playing quarterback his whole life. So to see that, it's, it's extremely alarming. And I'm, before it gets any worse – I'm ended it one way or the other. So that's my thought. They yeah. need to go ahead and end that one way or the other. This is like that toxic relationship where you t- the the partners do not belong together. And it's clear, right? You know, there's no trust. There, there's no there, there's no love. There's no nothing that keeps them together. It's like, well, you know, I bought you this stuff, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, no, like this, this is this be, is over. Yeah, they, y'all both physically might be attractive people. But everything else, y'all have nothing in common. And, and Low it, key, it, you hate each other. Yeah, y'all do not <laughs> like each other. But y'all should go y'all separate ways. I just don't see them using Justin Fields. When I just think about quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks, right? Like, I, I've always said this when, and, and it's just from my time in college and DP, I'm more than sure you've observed this period, that some of those quarterbacks, especially young, running the football, like sometimes that just gives them a little confidence. Like it, it, it slows the game now and they feel like they did one thing positive. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, let me build off of that, right? I can do another thing positive. But <clears throat> when they're worried about only messing up, then that's when you're in a, a real deep issue, DP. You're in a really bad issue. So that's my biggest issue with the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. It, it The regression is, is clear, not even just slight. It, it looks like it's a big regression. And I think Justin Fields is too talented to let it go down a drain like that. You know what I'm saying? And let it go down that way. And Matt Eberfuss could be a good head coach, but just maybe not in this situation. And I'll close that with this, Keith. The NFL has a head coaching problem. 
and, 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 and this is, has been apparent for years, decades among decades, that they hire guys that aren't cut out for the job. Because one of the main – we saw it with Nathaniel Hackett last year. We've seen it with Adam Gates. We've seen it with so, Cliff Kingsbury. We've seen it with so many different coaches. One of the biggest parts of being the head coach is not just being a head coach. Who are you bringing with you? Yeah, so and means- having a, a good offensive-minded coordinator that knows how to coach and design an offense around a young athletic quarterback, that's this is coaching malpractice to me. Yeah, DP. So I, I'm glad you brought up the whole the head coach part and the hiring, right? Because what people have to understand is this: that the same reason why you become a head, like the same reason why you got noted, like noticed as a head coach, right? That man, he's a really good candidate. That's no longer your job duty when you become the head coach. That's the crazy part, right? Like that that your resume to get to be a head coach. The roles and responsibilities are so different, right? Like it, it, it's not a it's not a seamless thing. So while you got hired because you were a great defensive coordinator, right? It's not about like you said. It's about who you're hiring. It's about paying attention to the offensive structure, right? It's about making a 53 man roster. It's 25 percent of handling media obligations, right? And, and understanding that portion of it, it's another 25% of getting with your general manager to make sure that everything fits on this offense. So it's really not about if Matt Eberflus and, and what cover two scheme or, or cover three he wants to run because it becomes the responsibility shift so much when you become the head coach. No, 100% Keith. And I love this key thought. Coach K, you know, you, you drop the gems for the people. Because you, you spoke nothing but facts, man. This is a situation that needs to end and needs to end soon. Yep, I agree. I agree with DP. That wraps up another show, man. Another show, another show. I, I, I feel like I got passionate about that, right? Like that, that, that did something to me, man. The, uh, the, the NFL is giving us content on top of content. College football is giving us content on top of content. So, you know, if you want the best content, man, you know where to tap in. Like we always say, man, come Talk to your dynamic duo over here at Locked On NFL Draft. We talk everything from college to NFL, the draft prospects. We do it all over here on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Like we say, shout out to our everydays. Thank you for coming. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as, as it is available. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Like he said, shout out to y'all for being our every. Dayers, all right. On tomorrow's show, we will be previewing Thursday night football in the NFL. Thanks to New York Giants, San Francisco 49ers. So we're gonna get into that. No Saquon Barkley, who needs to step up. We'll tell you tomorrow. All right, come and join the conversation again tomorrow.